0: Hey guys, it's Morgan Bird here. We just finished up last night with our third uh, installment of the Sunday Seminars. And uh, we thought that based on the material that we covered, it it would be better for me to just kind of share on my own rather than uh, Kyle and I talking back and forth. Uh, What what we started talking about last night was uh, we turned the corner from talking about the faith to talking about our faith or your faith. And what do I mean by that? Well, when we talk about the faith, we're simply just talking about the truth of the gospel, uh, what God has done for us in Jesus Christ to draw us back to himself. And uh, we, we spent some time last week talking about the three R's, reality, redemption, and response. And uh, we talked about how uh, the faith uh, and sharing the faith includes uh, both telling the story of the world, uh, what is reality, who is God, and why has he made us, and what has gone wrong, uh, but then also, uh, what he's done through redemption, that though we deserved wrath because of our sin, he sent Jesus to live a perfect life, to die on the cross for our sins, and to be raised from the dead to defeat sin and death and hell and Satan. And then, then there's the response. Well, you know, if this is what Jesus has done, then what should we do? How should we react? And we looked at both faith and repentance, faith being the empty hands of faith, by which we rest upon Jesus and his righteousness for our salvation and acceptance before God. And then repentance being a response uh, to our, our newfound belief in, in Jesus, where we then turn back to God, turning away from our sin, uh, despising our sin, hating our sin, having sorrow for our sin, but running back into the arms of our Father, uh, and, and that being both faith and repentance uh, being the response. And so uh, that is what we might call the faith. Well, these last two weeks, what we're going to plan to talk about, what we started talking about yesterday and then what we'll talk more about next week is then what it means to share our faith or your faith. And what we mean by that is we want to make uh, this, this grand story of redemption uh, personal so that as we share the faith, uh, we, can, we can share it as our faith, as uh, the, a faith that has become real to us. Uh, that we can tell people why Jesus is real to us, why this gospel has has become real to us, in what ways it has actually intersected our lives. Uh, the word testimony is a word that gets used a lot, uh, but it gets used in two, basic di- two basically different ways. Uh, in a more broad way, Christians talk about a testimony as essentially just anything that God has done that they want to tell other people about. Uh, it can be some, uh, some way that God helped us in a relationship, some way that God provided for us. It, it's just a general basic, basic highlighting of something that God has done. But then there's a more narrow focus that's usually uh, talked about with the word testimony. And that is when someone actually shares their salvation experience. So how were they converted? How did they come to become a Christian? How did God save them? And they'll tell the story. A lot of times this includes talking about what life was like before Jesus and then talking about how it was that they came to know Jesus and then maybe a little bit about what life looks like after uh, coming to know Jesus. And that's just another way that we talk about a testimony. Well, what we talked about last night is what I would consider maybe sort of a hybrid model between the two. Uh, We drew an X up on the board and the X represent two lines. One line is the content of the gospel, the content of what we should be sharing. Uh, We might call that line the faith. Uh, But then the other line that crosses through that line is our lives. And we might call that line our faith. And what I encourage the group to consider is that uh, what we're trying to do when we share a good testimony, a testimony that highlights uh, who God is and what he has done to save us in and through Jesus Christ, what we're looking for is not just our initial salvation experience, but any of those pivotal moments in our life where God brought the truths of the content of the faith, uh, when he brought those home to our hearts, when he showed us uh, in a, in a, a powerful way some truth of the gospel, and so um, what that means is that we can both share a valid testimony of our lives looking, looking through the lens of sharing the reality piece. We can do it looking through the lens of sharing the redemption piece. And we can do it looking, at, looking through the lens of the response piece. And so I really encourage people to consider that uh, sharing a good gospel testimony doesn't have to just be your initial salvation experience, but it can be any moment in your life when God uh, showed you, revealed to you, uh, when, when one of these truths that, that come through the content of what we need to share with others intersects with our life. And uh, what we did was first, we looked at the Apostle Paul, we looked at his life. There are at least, to my count, seven or eight times in the New Testament when the Apostle Paul shares his story. But what we looked at is that almost every time Paul shares his story, he tells the story slightly differently. It's not because the details are different. It's not because he's lying about something that happened to him. It's simply that in each instance, he's choosing specifically to emphasize something different about his story. He's showing how God has highlighted certain particular gospel truths uh, contents of the faith that at certain particular moments in his life became his faith, that it, that it came home to him. And then he's turning around and he's highlighting those particular things about his story and how his story reveals the faith to to people who need to hear that particular truth at that particular moment. So this is what we're going to do. We're not going to look at all the ones that we did last night. We're just going to look at two of them. The first one uh, that I want to consider is in Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, verses 2 through 11. So here's one instance in which Paul, the Apostle Paul, shares his testimony. it, It begins where he says, in verse, or Actually, let's just pick up in verse 4. Philippians 3, starting in verse 4. He says, Though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also, if anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. So just pause there for a second. Paul's basically saying, Hey, if you lined up my resume with anybody else's resume, uh, according to human standards... I would have a better resume than anyone that you could possibly find. What does he mean, resume? He means confidence before God, uh, an ability to look at our life and say, Yeah, I measure up. Uh, God God would accept me. Paul's saying, Hey, if you took my resume and you held it up uh, uh, beside anybody else's, I would have more confidence than anybody else before God. Verse 5, He then goes on to tell uh, the details of his resume. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. So Paul is laying out his life story. He's telling them who he was. And he's basically saying This was a pretty solid resume. If you would have gone to the Jews, if you would have gone around to the people of my day who I lived around, like they would have looked up to me as someone to emulate. I was somebody that everybody else thought had it going on. But then in verse seven, this is what Paul says. He says, but whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him. And here's, here's, the, here's the, the key part of this passage right here. He says, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. So here's one one instance when Paul shares his testimony. And and what's the point? What's the punchline of of this version of his story? He's saying, hey, look, I had an awesome resume. I had all the confidence uh, in the world that anyone could possibly have. But here's what he came to realize is that there was no amount of righteousness that he could have that would actually make him right before God. And so what did Paul do to become a Christian? Paul took his resume, he ripped it in half, and he said, I'm no longer going to put confidence in my own resume, but instead I'm putting my confidence in Jesus, in his righteousness, in the fact that he lived a perfect life. And now my total and complete trust is in, the, is in the fact that Jesus is my representative. And so that's one way that Paul tells his story. But then I want you to consider 1 Timothy chapter 1. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, uh, Paul shares his story, in and in, in a certain way, it's similar to the Philippians passage, uh, but I hope we'll see that he's telling his story in a different way to get across a different purpose. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, starting in verse 12, this is what Paul says. He says, I thank thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithful, appointing me to his service. Though formerly I was a blasphemer, persecutor, an insolent opponent, but I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief. to those who were to believe in him for eternal life, to the king of ages, immortal and visible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. So here's the interesting thing about how Paul tells his story here in first Timothy. In Philippians, Paul is saying, Hey, look, I was such a great guy, I had such so much confidence in the flesh, I had so, so much going for me on my resume. And what it meant for me to become a Christian was to rip my resume in half and to put my confidence in Jesus instead. But here, in First Timothy, it almost seems like Paul is a totally different person. He's saying, I was the worst scoundrel who ever lived on the face of the earth. I was the absolute chief of sinners. It, in fact, the reason I believe that God saved me was just to show how merciful he was, just to show how patient he was. Jesus saved me that I would be an example that there is nobody who is too far gone. There is no one who has out the grace of Jesus. And so again, we see that Paul is, in a way, he's telling the same story. Both are true. But he's highlighting different uh, truths of the content of the faith through his life story on the one hand, in the first in Philippians, he's highlighting the truth of, of trusting the righteousness of Jesus instead of our own righteousness. But in the in first Timothy passage, he's highlighting the truth that God is rich in mercy and kindness and that God is gracious towards sinners. So it's the same story, but Paul's telling it in different ways to communicate different truths. And so here's the reason why we looked at Paul this way. I just really wanted to encourage everybody last night to think about their life, to think about the different uh, pivotal moments where God has taught them truths of the gospel, and then to be willing to share uh, parts of their story with others that would highlight the content of the gospel, both the content that we talked about, reality, both redemption, and then also response. And then I shared a little bit from my life. And so um, here's what I encourage the group to do. I, I challenge the group to think of some pivotal moment in their life when they encountered a problem. Uh, I, I I was specifically saying a problem that where they were the problem, that it was some sin they were called it, caught up in or some idol that they were worshiping or uh, some false view that they had or some moment that they know that they were in darkness. And then to consider the truth that God brought home to their hearts out of that that problem. And then I challenged the group to find a Bible verse that they could attach to, to this testimony, so that when they share this, when they kind of tell on themselves and and out themselves for their problem, but then show how God brought the truth home, they could attach a Bible verse to it. Uh, here Here's just one way that this could look. So this is something that's true for my life. Uh, for much of my life, I've really struggled with feeling the need to win the approval of others. Uh, as early as as a child, it was my parents, and then it was friends, and then it was just other people that I thought I had to live up to their, their expectations. It's not like they did anything wrong. It was just a pressure that I felt on myself. And at some point, I came to realize that what I was trying to do is I was trying to earn my own self-righteousness. And ultimately, uh, even though I was looking at other people and trying to earn their approval, really deep down, I was trying to earn the approval of God. But then God brought a scripture into my life, 2 Corinthians 5.21, where it says that God made him who knew no sin to become sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. In other words, that verse says that Jesus went through a great exchange with us, that he took on our sin, he took on our punishment, and in return, we received his righteousness. And that means that once I placed my faith in Jesus, I was completely and totally accepted by God. The one who matters most has already accepted me. And if the one who matters most has already accepted me, then the pressure is off. And I don't have to live my life to simply justify my existence. And so that is a real, true story from my life that sometimes I'll share with people when I get the opportunity to to tell my testimony. It's not always the story I tell because sometimes a different truth is needed and a different aspect of my life draws out that truth. Uh, But I would just encourage all of us to consider, again, what are some of those pivotal moments where God used the truth uh, of the gospel to really highlight who he was, who Jesus is, what he's done to save us, and then find a Bible verse that we can attach to that story so that when we're sharing with people, we can do exactly what I talked about at the beginning, create that X where the, the content of the gospel uh, comes crashing through the, the form or the, the, the picture of our lives. Uh, this, you might say, is where the faith becomes our faith. And that's my encouragement to you. Try, try to think of that time and then uh, consider sharing, sharing it with someone else. Well, uh, we'll, we'll be back uh, this upcoming Sunday night for one last session. Uh, and we'll continue to talk about what it means not just to share the faith, but to share your faith.